0: Good things are happening. God is doing a great work and uh, we're excited about all the blessings in 2020. We're not going to let the pandemic destroy us for this year. We're going to look just beneath the surface and find there are a lot of miracles and blessings. You just have to uncover them. Amen. So a lot of good things are happening. I turn your attention to the book of Acts chapter 17 and verse 2 Acts chapter 17 verse 2 reading uh, down through verse 7 and Paul as his manner was he had a system went in unto them and three sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures so when he'd go into a new city he was an evangelist he was a missionary and he would go into the synagogues and he was very educated was trained as a pharisee and he would reason out of the uh, scriptures with them and uh he would then bring them to jesus kind of the same thing we did with the book just bring them right to the message there opening and alleging that christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus this Jesus whom i preach unto you is Christ oh hallelujah and some of them believed and consorted with paul and silas and of the devout greeks a great multitude and of the chief women not a few they had a lot of converts because you can't argue with the word of god right but the jews which believed not every time you got a crowd you got people that believe and those that don't believe but the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. Whew, that's quite a crowd right there now. I don't, that's a King James Version way of describing it. That's a rough bunch. Certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. I don't know if those were the hit men of the day or what. And gathered a company and set all the city on an uproar and assaulted the house of Jason, that's where Paul and Silas were staying, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city, crying, these that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. These that have turned the world upside down are now in our city. Crisis, crisis whom Jason hath received. This man harbored them. This Jason, he brought him into his house. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. <laughs> hey. Woo. I'm glad today we can declare we have another king. His name is Jesus. Amen. I want to uh, preach this morning on this subject, the pandemic revival, the pandemic revival. And I'm going to ask you to pray. And I know it's our custom to pray after the reading of the word of God, but I want us to pray something very special today because this is the single most important service of the entire year for East wind Pentecostal church. What happens in just a few moments will determine what we do as a church in the year 2021. So as we pray right now, I'm asking that you would help me to pray that the Holy Ghost would move and that we would move and operate and make decisions today based in the spirit and not in the flesh. Would you help me pray that Lord? We stand before you right now because you have given us access into the throne room of grace. We ask you Lord that you would help us right now with the moving of the Holy Ghost. We ask for an unction, we ask for an anointing, We ask that faith would fill this house and that the glory of the lord just as it did in the old testament when it filled the tabernacle we're asking you god that it would fill this building this place that is designated as a place of worship this place that bears the name of jesus this place that is your house that was built for the purpose of being a salvation station that people could come and feel the power and the presence of god we ask you now lord that you would fill this with your spirit that you would give your people courage and faith and boldness and so that now, God, your spirit would have its way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I want you to have three things in your hand as I preach this message. And those of you that may be watching by internet, uh, you can go on to the website eastwind.church and these three things will be available to you as well digitally but if you're here in the building I want you to have three things first of all I want you to have one of these books in your hand uh, as we're ministering and then I also want you to have one of these envelopes and a card in your hand and then I also want you to have a pen that you can write with in your hand if you need one of those three would you raise your hand right now if you need one or all of those three raise your hand right now high that's it raise it up high ushers are coming around right now they're going to make sure that you have that you want to have this booklet and you want to have this card and this envelope uh, in your hand these ushers are doing an incredible job they'll even give you a nice east wind pen perhaps amen and don't forget brother jenkins he's right down front here he's a good man i need him to have a card yeah everybody else make sure they got everybody covered this is going to be a great time we have in our 8:30 service already Uh, felt an unction in the Holy Ghost and we know that God is with us uh, in this uh, endeavor. Now first of all I want to keep your hand up they'll make sure if they're not to you right away they'll get to you before um, they they stop if you just keep your hand up. The definition of pandemic now I have to tell you that before this year the word pandemic was not in my vocabulary I had heard of an epidemic but this pandemic was a new one. But before long, we started hearing pandemic, pandemic. So I had to go and get a definition for it. And pandemic is defined as an outbreak over an entire country or the world an outbreak over an entire country or the world. If we wanted to get more specific, it is a contagious outbreak over an entire country of the world. There has been an outbreak over the world in 2020 called COVID-19. It has changed our way of life. Ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19 will come and go. There is another outbreak that has covered the entire world and has changed our way of life and it is called the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It has come and it will not go until the Lord comes back. So I choose to be infected by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I choose to be a part of a pandemic revival that is spreading the world and it doesn't bring with it a spirit of death. It brings a spirit of life. It brings hope. It brings joy. It brings love. It brings healing. And ladies and
1: gentlemen, we are a part of a pandemic revival that is sweeping
0: the world. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When we started this year, we, we felt that God had given us a word. We were part of the Systems and Strategies Conference up in Jacksonville in the early uh, days of February. It's a conference that we go to, our leadership team, our staff. And uh, while we were there under the ministry of Pastor Aaron Bounds and Pastor Tom Foster, we felt an anointing. We felt the power of the Holy Ghost come in such a mighty way. And God gave us the courage to step out and say, Lord, we believe that you're going to give us a revival of at least 500 people. That was what we felt in our spirit for the year uh, 2020. Now, it was shortly after that, uh, just a few weeks after that, the next month, in the month of March, that COVID hit. And immediately, we went through these 45 days of a shutdown. And so we thought we would have to curtail our goals Little did we realize that God was giving us an even bigger harvest than what we could imagine. We thought that we could have a harvest of people coming in to this building and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name, and that we would see and be able to measure. But a lot of times, God wants to do something in your life and in my life and in the life of all of us collectively that we can't measure. Hallelujah. How many of you know he can do more than we can even imagine? He can do more than we can ask or even think about. He is a great
1: God and we can't get him in a box. We can't put him in a confined space and say, God, you got to do this way, this way, this purpose, and in this season. God's bigger than your box. God's bigger than your problems. God's bigger than your imagination. God's greater than every situation that you may be facing. Hallelujah. And he wants to do a great and a mighty work in our midst.
0: So We we had this pandemic revival. We did not uh, anticipate it. It was an outbreak over all the earth. It was an outbreak of preaching and teaching. It was an outbreak of hundreds of thousands of people being reached and uh, receiving the Holy Ghost and people uh, having uh, physical healings, miracles in their homes. We're still getting reports. We heard from a lady on Friday night, Brother Morgan and Uh, sister Amy Myers and myself were a part of a a dinner party over in Orlando and we were sitting at the table and we were talking with some people and they began to share with us brother and sister Jenkins it was your son and daughter-in-law and we started talking with them and they started sharing about how they've been watching our services through uh, the pandemic and through uh, this COVID-19 outbreak and we uh, started talking with them and And your daughter-in-law started sharing about how God has been touching and using her in such a special way. And she said, I'm one of those crazy people that I've not even gotten an e-pass yet because I like to go through the tolls. Now, you're a bold person to live in Orlando and not have an e-pass. I don't even want to visit Orlando without an e-pass she said i live in orlando i have an e-pass and she said i will not get one because she said i want to go through the toll booth and i want to witness to those people i said you're the one that holds up all the cars and the, <laughs> she said no it's driving by witnessing boy i give them a track and i go right on but she said i was watching the winds conference and she said i had had a problem with my shoulder for like a year She cleans houses. She said, I had pain in it constantly. And she said, the word of faith went forth. There was a prayer that went forth for Brother Stone King. And she said, about the same time that Brother Stone King was healed, she said, I was healed. And I did not even realize it. She said, I went to work the next day and I'm cleaning and working. And she said, all of a sudden, I realized that my shoulder was doing much better. And she said, I realized that God had healed me. She said, I shared my testimony with someone that she worked with and she said, people are coming and getting the Holy Ghost. And I told her, I said, this is such a blessing to hear because we get reports all the time about people getting healed, people receiving the Holy Ghost in California, in Canada, up in New York, all over the place, Brazil, Germany, Turkey. We keep getting reports of people being filled with the Holy Ghost families coming together, churches coming together, having church in their homes and
1: watching our broadcast, I begin to realize it was much more than 500. There's no telling how many people got the Holy Ghost in a pandemic revival. I don't know what the devil may be throwing your path, but I've come to tell you that God is greater, that God is bigger, that God will
0: use your circumstance to bring revival. Mm. This is not a revival that is confined to just who can get in those front doors. This is a revival that is sweeping the world. This is a pandemic revival. This is an outbreak that is covering the entire globe. And we are crazy enough to believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ will change a person's life. Regardless of what country they live in regardless of what their socioeconomic level is, regardless of the color of their skin, it doesn't matter where they are where they live. The gospel of Jesus Christ can change their life. I said the gospel of Jesus Christ can change their life. We believe the gospel can change the lives of young people on the streets of Haiti. We believe the gospel of Jesus Christ
1: can change the lives of orphans in Africa. We believe the gospel of Jesus Christ can win Islamic nations and countries in Asia. We believe there's nothing more powerful than the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: God has shown us through this year that he can use whatever avenue, whatever means, this Sunday night, brother Tyler Ritchie told me will be our 200th broadcast during COVID we don't do that many we don't do anything near that much in a common year in a typical year but this has not been a typical year and so we started having church every day isn't it awesome when the enemy tries to come at you and shut you down and you just hit the accelerate button you just hit the turbo boosters (laughs) <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. We started having church. We started getting all kinds of calls and people saying, man, you won't believe it. But every day we get our family together and we've started praying like never before. We've started believing like never before. We tune into your broadcast for one hour a night every week. And I was so thankful for that. And now I'm in negotiations with United Pentecostal Church. They've asked us to have an ongoing program. They have a 24 a, a hour Uh, broadcasting service that they're launching called Discipleship Now, and they say we've seen all that you guys have done from Eastwind, and we want to know, would you be available to have a daily talk show where you interview people that'll be spread all over the churches of the United Pentecostal Church International? Oh my. I don't know if that was me or the Holy Ghost, but I feel it.
1: This is the day that the Lord hath made. This is a day of revival. This is the time for East Wind Pentecostal Church. We're not going out of business. We're not starting to cut back. We're putting the pedal to the metal and God's gonna give us a revival like we've never seen before.
0: Woo! hallelujah. Mm. God allowed us to experience an uncomfortable season so that we would get comfortable with spreading the gospel. While speaking on Saturday morning during our winds conference, Sister Scarlett Elm said this statement, we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I didn't realize at the time she was speaking not only of the season that we were in, but I believe she was speaking prophetically of the season that we are yet to face. We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This discomfort is what moved the gospel out of Jerusalem and took it to the whole world. And God is preparing us as apostolic Pentecostals to be uncomfortable so that we can spread the gospel to the whole world. The persecution in Jerusalem moved the church to other cities. It was what the church went through in Jerusalem that caused the gospel to be spread to the whole world. And I don't know what we as a church may face. We may be getting more uncomfortable than we ever have been comfortable. But I've come to tell you, in the midst of our discomfort, there is a pandemic revival that's gonna shake this world. And I'm crazy enough to believe that we at East Wind can be a big part of it. The fact that the Jerusalem church never really accepted or got comfortable with the conversion of Paul. It forced Paul to take the gospel to the world. And they said, these are the ones who have turned the world upside down. I don't know who these lewd fellas of baser sort was. I don't know who they were, where they came from, or what their habits were. It wasn't a really good definition of some outstanding
1: citizen. But I want to tell you something. They got one thing right. These men had turned the world upside down.
0: And the reason that these men had turned the world upside down is because their world had been upside down.
1: I'm gonna tell you something, when your world gets turned upside down, you can be a part of a revival that turns the world upside down. You can't be a part of a revival that turns the world upside down as long as you're indifferent, as long as you're comfortable, as long as you're in a zone and you don't want to be bothered. You won't ever be part of a pandemic revival, but you get uncomfortable. You put your place in a sort of sacrifice and faith, and God will use you to turn the world upside down.
0: Good God Almighty, I feel the Holy Ghost. You can't have a revival without being uncomfortable through prayer. You can't have a revival without being uncomfortable through fasting. You can't have a revival without being uncomfortable through giving. You gotta find out how to get discomfort, how to get uncomfortable. You gotta say, Lord, whatever you gotta do, turn
1: my world upside down so that we can turn the world upside down with the
0: gospel of Jesus Christ. My goodness, I wish I had the energy of a 23-year-old Dylan Morgan. Preach what I feel in my heart. Good God Almighty. What causes a boy, a boy with polio like Franklin D. Roosevelt to become president of the United States during the Depression and World War II? To turn the world upside down, to defeat fascism and the Axis powers, it was the strength that he got from fighting a debilitating disease that we had no cure for. He was uncomfortable so he could get comfortable. What caused people like John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan to stand up to communism and to defeat the Soviet Union? I do not have my iPad connected to the internet. It is on airplane mode, Brother Eric. If this is feedback, this is from y'all, not from me. My sound guys have all these rules for me. Put your iPad on airplane mode. Don't take your cell phone to the pulpit. I've done everything I know to do. This is on (laughs) y'all. Don't you love Brother Eric and Brother Joe? (laughs) they told me they said we don't know what's causing the feedback we don't know what's in the atmosphere i said i know what's in the atmosphere it's the holy ghost gets in the way of our microphones oh hallelujah we're gonna keep on proclaiming
1: jesus is
0: our king john f kennedy had chronic back pain from his pt boat blowing up in the war he almost died but he swam many miles carrying His wounded fellow sailor, maybe it was from that heartache that he had the courage to stand up to the Soviet Union when they had all those boats coming over here with missiles to put in Havana, Cuba. And we had the missile Cuban crisis. I know he had his problems as a man, but I'm glad he stood up to the Soviet Union while the boats were headed over and said, don't cross that line. I'm glad they didn't get missiles in Cuba. Florida may not be here today if they'd have gotten missiles in Cuba. It's only 90 miles from Key West. What gives a man courage enough to stand up to an entire empire of evil? Could it be because of what he had gone through himself as a young man? Ronald Reagan grew up in a little 200-square-foot apartment up top. I've been in that little building in Tampico, Illinois. He was raised with an alcoholic father. He would find his father laying in the snow in a drunken stupor on Christmas Eve. Where did he learn to be the leader that he was? He learned it from a place of pain. And discomfort he learned to smile and to pray and to square his shoulders and to make the best of a bad situation it started in pain but it led him to a place called the brandenburg gate in berlin germany where he declared without equivocation mr gorbachev open this gate and tear down this wall he lived to see the gate open and the wall come down and germany reunited These men turned the world
1: upside down because their world had been turned upside down. But I've come to tell you about something that's more powerful than the will of a man. I've come to tell you about something that's more powerful than the constitution of a human being. I've come to tell you about the power of Jesus Christ that pulsates through our bodies. We stand here today not in our own power and not in our own ability. We stand here in the power of the Holy Ghost to say the gospel is turning this world upside down.
0: Paul came from a place of pain, a thorn in his side that troubled him daily. The memories of Stephen, being stoned to death merely for preaching about Jesus. The memories that he had of hauling Christians out of their homes, women crying, children screaming, it haunted Paul until the day he died. He had to live with the thorn of that memory, but from that pain came a man who would stand up to kings and Roman governors and declare that Jesus is the risen savior. We do not declare to be world changers by some ego trip of unbridled ambition. We strive to change our world because Jesus changed our world. We choose to take a pandemic of death and turn it into a pandemic of life. We choose to take a season of fear and to turn it into a season of faith. We go, not because we can, but because we can't. In a year when we could not travel overseas, God brought the world to us. (laughs) Oh, what a good God we serve. In a year when we had six international crusades canceled, we reached more than 500,000 people with the gospel of Jesus Christ from right here in Palm Bay, Florida we learned that obstacles were simply opportunities
1: in disguise. And I've come to encourage somebody today, if you're watching by the internet or you sit in these pews, I don't know what obstacle you may be facing, but I've come to tell you, it's nothing more than an opportunity in disguise. God is greater, God is bigger, God is more powerful.
0: We learned that the go in the gospel is more spiritual than physical. In an interview with Lee Stone King, a man who's now 80 years old, but has been a modern day prophet and inspired many young ministers of faith, he declared on Generations, a broadcast that Brother Dylan Morgan does to reach millennials and Generation Z. Brother Morgan asked Brother Stone King if he could summarize what the call is for the generation that he's a part of in one word. Brother Stone King, if you could put it all in one word, what's the word for my generation? Generation of apostolic, Pentecostal young people of faith and power and courage and boldness. What's the word for us, Brother Stone King? And without hesitation, Brother Stone King said, the word is go. Go. Five years ago, God gave us go generosity opportunities go we can't all go by getting on planes we can't all go by traveling overseas but we can go through our prayers we can go through our faith we can go through our giving we can go and he said I'm telling this generation the word is to go don't wait but go we're gonna go We're gonna say, God, we wanna be a part of it. We're not gonna be on the sidelines, because if you just sit on the sideline, you become a critic. Before long, you're sitting in the seat of the scornful, as Psalms one tells us. But when you say, I'm gonna get my hands in the harvest, I'm gonna put my feet in the gospel, and I'm gonna
1: say, God, whatever it takes, I can go without ever getting on a plane. I can go through my giving. I can go through my prayers. I can go through teaching.
0: In a message in tongues that went forth during our winds conference on Saturday morning, during our impartation service, man from another state with his wife and family that were here for the conference, he spoke out and he gave a prophetic word. He said, and I quote: "I've called you to go out beyond your comfort zone. I've called you beyond a pew, beyond a building, to your neighborhoods and to your streets. You may never hold a mic. You may never have a pulpit." But the dining room table will be your pulpit. Your Bible studies will be your mic. This is your field. Mm. Jesus, standing in the midst of disappointed disciples, declares without reservation, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I know the name of the Father. I'm glad I know the name of the Son. I'm glad I know the name of the Holy Ghost. The name is Jesus. And he said, go ye therefore, and teach all nations. Why do we go? Because of what Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So go ye therefore. We go not because of us, we go because of him. We go because all power is given in heaven and in earth.
1: We go not as a hobby, we go in obedience. We go in response to a mandate and not a suggestion. We go because the Bible said, go ye therefore. We're not waiting for tomorrow. If we could go through a pandemic of 2020, I challenge you in the Holy Ghost, what's gonna happen in 21 and in 22, God has chosen to use this body of believers.
0: (laughs) Acts chapter one and verse eight, but ye shall receive power. He said, I got power, it's all in me. So go ye therefore. But now in Acts 1.8 he says, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. We look at that and we see three fields. Jerusalem is our church ministries. Judea and Samaria are our community ministries. And the uttermost part of the earth is our global missions ministries. We go in our witness. Palm Bay being our Jerusalem and our highest priority. We go through the ministries of this church when we impact the world around us. We go through the ministries of the United Pentecostal Church as we strive to support the Lighthouse Ranch for Boys, Two Below Children's Mansion, Mother's Memorial, New Beginnings, which is adoption services for Christian families, North American Mission, Save Our Children, She's for Christ, which is now called Move the Mission, We go through these ministries that support those that are affected in our church. Believers, Bible quizzers. We support Urshan College of ministries. We go through our immediate surroundings and through our church ministries. But it does not stop there. We also give to our Judea and our Samaria through our community ministries. Our community ministries is highlighted by the tremendous work that the Hands for Healing team does. A group of volunteers, people in this church and other churches in our community, they get together and from right here on this campus, they distribute food that is, will absolutely amaze you. Millions of pounds of food were given out in this year. There was a COVID pandemic revival of helping people in our community. To the point that on Tuesday of this week, West 2, NBC News from Orlando and Daytona Beach will come over here to this campus and will raise up a big satellite antenna and will do a live broadcast from this park and lot behind us, East Wind Campus, and do their live food drive that they do every December from right here on this campus because of the work of our Hands for Healing team. We applaud our Hands for Healing ministry. But I tell you today that Hands for Healing would not exist except for your faithfulness to the Go ministries. Food distribution, disaster relief, and the building of medical clinics like the one we built in Haiti where three more buildings are under construction as we speak. Candlelighters Ministry, which is a part of our community, which is a ministry to those that have children with terminal diseases. The Benevolence Fund, Liberty Council that fights for religious freedom, pregnancy resources in our community that helps children uh, that are unborn children of pregnant teenagers we try to help support that to minimize abortions we try to help support that so that they can support these young teenage girls, many of them not sure what to do next, but if they can find somebody that will help them and support them and love them, they have the courage to have that child and if necessary, put it up for adoption. I'm here to declare that every human life is important and the ministry and the mission of East Wind Pentecostal Church is to say, we're gonna do everything we can. It's not just for those of us that are members of this church but we're
1: gonna love this community, we're gonna reach this community, and we're gonna tell everybody we know,
0: we're here to help you. Some 1,500 people a week are fed as they drive through this campus. Most of them do not go to this church, but they just pop their trunk, and boxes of food is put in their trunk. And you say, how can you do that for so many people that are not even members of the church? You know why? Because our mission field is Jerusalem. And Judea and Samaria. I said, it's all of it. It's everybody. They may not be a member of this church yet, but we believe that one day they will be. So we're gonna go ahead and love them in advance. <laughs> I said, we're gonna go ahead and serve them in
1: advance. We're gonna go ahead and say, the gospel is not just what happens in this building, but it's what we do in our community. It's what we do to our neighbor. It's what we do
0: to our friends. And we give to the uttermost part of the earth through our global mission, some 81 missionaries that are supported, Bible school support, places we've been that have tremendous work overseas such as the Amazon, Madagascar, the Philippines, Guatemala, they all have strong Bible schools. And so we continue to strengthen the Bible colleges. And one day, Lord willing, I'd rather it be sooner rather than later, one day in some country, we're gonna build a Bible school in honor of Bishop J. E. Myers, who has spent his life teaching the word of God. Yes, we will. I promise you we will. Building churches, Holy Ghost Crusades, orphanage support, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm asking you this morning to do something that maybe you've never done before. I want you to pledge an amount that you will give monthly, weekly, whatever's beneficial to your budget and your schedule. Not today, not this week, not next week. But starting in January of 2021, I want you to pledge an amount that you are uncomfortable with. I want you to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And until you get uncomfortable with your faith, we're not going to be able to move mountains. But I want you to pledge today from a place of faith. I want you to reach for a place that is beyond you that you have not been before. I set a goal this year for this church, for 2021, to be that we would give at least $400,000 to these ministries. This does not go to support staff. This does not go to support our local uh, church, uh, pastor, me, bishop. This is not money that goes to us. This is money that goes to support these ministries. And so in 2021, we had set a goal that we would give $400,000 to these ministries. I decided that that's what our goal should be for 2021. And as we prepared for this message, the Lord said, it's going to be 500000 I said, okay, Lord, whatever you say, you just tell us when it all comes in and we'll celebrate it. He said, no, you're going to step out by faith and you're going to give and I began to pray about what I should do personally and the number the Lord put in my heart drove me to a place of discomfort <laughs> and I decided I would just keep it uh, to myself but then a friend of mine that's a member of this church said that uh, this past week God had given him a number of what he wanted to do for go and he said pastor I just need you to help me pray that God will also give that number to my wife I said, I I bet I know, he was one of our leading givers last year to go, I said, I bet I know what the amount is. He said, what? I said, $50,000. He said, no, that's not it. I said, well, I thought that would be the amount because the Lord put that number on my heart for me to give. And last year, you and I gave the same amount. He went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. He said, last year, I can't remember, I think it was 24,000 he gave last year that I gave last year, 24,000 a piece, 2,000 a month. But he said, I made sure that I gave 24,000 in $1 so I would beat you. <laughs> he said, I wasn't expecting you to put the bar that high this year. <laughs> he said, my amount was 42,000. I said, well, we hadn't made the pledges yet. You got a few more days to up it. And in a church of 1,000 people, if my buddy and I give 50,000 apiece, that's $100,000. That means that two people have given 20%. So the rest of you, 998, should be able to come up with the 80%. Is there anybody else that want to give 50,000? 40,000? Y'all get quiet now, don't you? You just want to do it anonymously. That's all right. I don't. No, you you give whatever the Lord puts on your heart. That's what's important. But I share that with you not to brag about how much the Lord has blessed me personally, but just simply to say that as your leader, it's important for you to know that I'm not asking you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And that doesn't come from a salary from this church. I've not taken a salary from this church since COVID hit. That comes from money that I make outside of my consulting legal practice. But God has blessed me, and He's not blessed me for me just to become a fat cat and live comfortably. He has blessed me so that I can bless the work of God. And I felt the Lord put it in my heart to say, if you're going to be the leader, if you're going to be the pastor, and if you're going to set the bar high for people to be uncomfortable, then it's important for you to declare what you're going to do individually. I'm asking you today to do something that is a pledge of a pandemic amount, an outbreak of faith amount, a revival amount. We don't have collection agencies. We don't go around mortgaging homes. We have no ability to collect. We're not asking for anything like that. What we're saying is step out in faith you want your business to be blessed then make a commitment to say God you'll bless my business if I will bless your business and God's business is people God's business is the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ I believe that God wants to use this church to turn the world upside down last year in the midst of a pandemic in the midst of a United Pentecostal Church that has over 5,000 churches in it this church gave more than four thousand nine hundred and ninety three other churches that means this church was in seventh place in giving in all of north america Because you guys have learned when we step out in faith, there is a boldness, there is a confidence, there is a confirmation that happens in the Holy Ghost that only God can do. And we have to step back from it and say, To God be the glory. To God be the glory, for he has done great things. Are you ready? You got your card in your hand, you got your envelope let's pray before you write a number down because I want you to write a number down that comes to you in the Holy Ghost and I believe that when this is all said and done it's gonna absolutely blow your mind we're not a wealthy church of a bunch of millionaires we're just a bunch of people that have learned that God is faithful and that God is the giver of every good gift and I want us to pray together and then I'm gonna ask you to fill out that card and this card If you look up on this screen you'll see the way it's filled out it's very easy the very top part of it you just put your name I print it if you don't mind some of you have the gift of tongues as you're writing your name just just print it so that we can read it without the gift of interpretation we just want to just print it and you print your name there through my dependence on God pledge to faithfully give And then the three areas, uh, church ministries is all those ministries I mentioned that are directly connected to the United Pentecostal Church International and our own local church. Uh, Ministries that support uh, the ministries of the United Pentecostal Church. You can put the amount that you want to go to church ministries. And then community ministries is the ones that we mentioned that are hands for healing and pregnancy resources and the ones that are in our community that we believe uh, allows us to minister outside of these four walls. And then the third one is global ministries, and that's what we do to support missionaries and works overseas. You can put in a dollar amount you want to give to each of those categories and then add them all up, and then that's your total monthly pledge at the bottom. If you say, Pastor, it doesn't matter to me how you all distribute it, here's just the bottom line of what I can do on a monthly basis, then put that, well wait, before you put that down, think about what you can do and then times it times five remember this is an uncomfortable pledge (laughs) and then put that down at the very bottom what your total monthly pledge is now if you're watching by internet or if you'd rather do this on your phone or your ipad uh, it's all set up on the screen if you go to eastwind.church right on the front page there is a digital copy of the notebook there's the video that we just showed and there is a button where you can make your pledge and fill out this same information ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you're aware of this But you have got thousands of brothers and sisters that are part of this church that you don't see on a weekly basis, but they are watching by the internet. You won't believe God has allowed us to grow an entirely new church through this pandemic revival. And they give, they send checks, they give testimony, they pray for one another. It is a powerful work. God bless you for watching on the internet. We want you to be a part of changing the world, turning it upside down. so you can give online those of you that are here you can do it through your card but I want this to be a thing that the Holy Ghost does I don't want you to do this because of me or any pressure from a human level I want this to be something that is truly driven by the Spirit of God so before you put in that final amount would you help me pray Lord we come before you right now you know God that we are flesh and we are frail and we are subject to fear and uncertainty but God you have given us your spirit and it has given us courage and boldness And, Lord, you've never failed us when we stepped out in faith, not one time. And so, Lord, we're asking you right now to give us courage and boldness. I'm asking for a movement of the Holy Ghost, even as your spirit filled that tabernacle in the Old Testament as Solomon prayed. Lord, I'm asking you right now to fill this building, this building that has been designated as a place of your name, as a place of worship where your people would gather. You have blessed us for more than 50 years. Your prophet David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or its seed begging bread. And we are an example of that. And we are a recipient of that. And so today, God, we step out in faith. We step out in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. And when you ask you Lord that your spirit would flood this place. And I ask you, Lord, every man, woman, boy, and girl, that you would give us courage to say, God, it's not about me. It's about you and it's about your kingdom. And I'm asking you, Lord, to give us that faith to step out because if we can do this in this matter, that same faith and that same courage will be upon your people to be able to witness and to pray for the sick and to believe for unsaved family members to receive the Holy Ghost if we can step out in faith in this category, that faith will overflow the banks of our heart and it will be demonstrated throughout our life and we will be changed from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you say amen? amen? Now I want you to fill that out, whatever God puts on your heart. You got a pen, you got a card, you got an envelope. If you're watching by internet and you're there in front of your computer, Just go over there to Safari or whatever your search engine is and put in eastwind.church and you'll come up on the main page. I want you to be a part of the Go program. I want this to be a December to remember. Not because of Toyota, but because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. you feel it? I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Now our ushers are going to come down and they're going to stand at the altar because this is a spiritual thing. This is not some fundraiser that we do in conjunction with march of dimes this is something that's a total spiritual matter and i want us to put these pledges uh, in these globes and i want us to do it in the altar because i know it's a sacrifice and i'm so thankful for this church that gives and sacrifices so many of you have already demonstrated what we preach today and it's the reason that we're where we are it's the reason why we never had to let a staff member go during COVID. We never backed up from one ministry. It's the reason we were able to broadcast 200 times through COVID. It's the reason that we were able to remodel this church without going into debt. It's because this church has a heart to give and God has blessed us locally because of what we do beyond these four walls. Do you believe that? Would you receive that in the name of Jesus? God is doing that work. And as we now prepare these pledges, I'm going to fill out my card and then we're going to come and we're going to bring them down here. And put them in these globes. And then when we do, I want us to pray. And I want us to ask that God would bless it even as that little boy put that lunch in the hands of Jesus. And then God blessed it, broke it, and fed the multitude. I want us to put what God has given us and put it in his hands. And say, Lord, now take this pledge. And I'm asking you, Lord, to bless it and to multiply it. So that it feeds the masses with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you want to be a part of that? I know that you do. Would you believe right now that God's going to use your pledge to be a part of what he wants to do in the whole world? He'll do it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when you fill out this card, you put it in the envelope, and you seal the envelope. It's confidential. Nobody sees it. Sister Richie opens it up. She shows me. We learned this morning in the 830 service, she doesn't even let Brother Richie see it. That doesn't seem fair, Brother Richie. Y'all are married. <laughs> I want you to know it's confidential. And we seal it, and we, put it in the, and we put it in there and we put it in the records. But most of all, we give it to the Lord and we say, thank you, Jesus. And then when all the numbers are tallied by the internet and all the cards come in, what we do will simply give you what that final amount is. And I believe you're going to see through the Holy Ghost that God has moved us to a dimension through COVID. Wouldn't it be awesome through COVID-19 in 2020 to have the biggest faith commitment that we've ever had in the history of this church. That's why we wrote about joy in the midst of the pandemic because God likes to operate counterculture and he'll use you to be a part of that. Would you stand to your feet? Are you ready? You got your pledge? You got your envelope? Some of you are still figuring it out and getting permission from your wife, that's okay. (laughs) I got my envelope. You say, Pastor, this is painful. That's why we only do it once a year. But it's from that place of discomfort that God's going to bless you and multiply upon your life blessings that you cannot believe. Are you ready to bring it down? As you come down and you bring it and you put it in the uh, globes, I want you to just, if you can, just stay in the area because I want us to pray and I want to ask God to take it and bless it and multiply it and multiply it not only in the work that we do overseas in North America and even around our own community, but I want it to be a blessing that will return back to your home and that there'll be a blessing on your business, a blessing on your family, a blessing on your marriage and your children. You say, Pastor, do you think God will do all that through a financial commitment? Absolutely. Because money is the God of this world. And when you put this on God's altar, guess what you're saying to God? You're bigger than the God of this world. You're bigger than finances. You're greater than all of this materialism. You are the great God, the almighty God. You believe that? Are you ready? Let's come out right now. Let's put our uh, envelopes in the. uh, And then, if you don't mind just staying down here, we're going to pray together before you leave. Brother Jack, so glad you're getting baptized. I know Brother Richie's going to be with him. We're going to celebrate that as well. We're going to have an amazing time tonight. But if you can, just as you bring your commitment, just stay down here in the area. And then we're going to pray together right now. They're going to sing. He We don't stand here in our own audacity, in our own courage, and in our own boldness. We stand here, Lord, humbly before you, recognizing that every gift cometh down from the Father of lights. We stand here today, Lord, because you turned our world upside down. You wrapped your arms of love around us and led us to an altar of repentance. When we were baptized in your name and filled with your spirit, it changed our world. It turned it upside down and we've never been the same we stand here together lord as a collective body of believers thankful for what you've done recognizing that there would never be a price tag that could be put on it but lord we stand here with a spirit of thanksgiving with a spirit of appreciation gratefulness oh god and because you've turned our world upside down we ask you lord that you would take this pledge that you would multiply it for the purpose of the spreading of the gospel, and that, Lord, this gospel would go to the four corners of the earth, and that everybody that needed help, and everybody that needed love, and everybody that had never heard this gospel would have the opportunity to experience what we have experienced. We commit it unto you, Lord, and we ask, God, that you would cover our homes, cover our children, our families, oh, God. We pray for a covering on our businesses, and we pray, God, that you would use this church to be a part of this end-time pandemic revival. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. Everybody said in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name. We love you, the Lord
2: loves you.